Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. Today, my honored guest is Darcy Loma from thoughtfullyfit.com or darcyloma.com, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm really excited to have her on today. She's an exceptional woman. Uh, welcome. Tell us about yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Great to be here, Jennifer. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. How did you come to create Thoughtfully Fit? Well, I've been a coach for about the last 18 years, uh, executive coach, leadership coach, a team coach. And I started to notice that uh, the problems that clients are bringing into our sessions were all very similar. The hurdles that got in the way, um, really, although the players were different, the the context was different. At the end of the day, there was too much to do. People are like, oh, I'm too busy. I'm not handling myself the way I want. I react poorly when blindsided. My relationships aren't working. So when in coaching, we would work on those things. They would magically clear those hurdles better. They would get you know past those challenges. And so I wanted to create a model based on those challenges that I saw. I've been a lifelong athlete. Um, most recently, the last 20, I think I'm in my 24th season right now doing triathlons. I, I, I realized like when I train and practice for any kind of athletic endeavor, it's easier and I perform better. And I found that with my clients, when they train and practice for tough conversations, to be able to say no, to be able to handle themselves thoughtfully, it goes better. So that, that was the inspiration behind the Thoughtfully Fit model. Mm, I love that. So also a place of service. And it is magical, isn't it? When you really understand the science of coaching and you apply it and it works, it, it feels like magic. That's the best word I can use to describe it, honestly, because it's like everything syncs up and then the and then the shift happens and it's like you just never look back and you just keep going. It's it's really extraordinary. And I like that you use the word thoughtfully. Because oftentimes in our in the world of performance, I find that we're so hard on ourselves. Uh, the, the people that I coach, the people that you're coaching, like it's it's very, it can be very, um, uh, what's the word, like self-deprecating, like, you know, really intense and, and really like, I'm not good enough. This is not good enough. But thoughtfully in that, you know, next level, uh, it changes the the context. It changes the way of being tremendously. So I really appreciate it. It does. And, and one of the reasons that I, I love it, it, if you look up thoughtful in the dictionary, there's two definitions. There's, you know, being thoughtful, being mindful, being intentional. There's a, that's the internal and then the external being thoughtful, being, you know, oh, I, I, I sending flowers to somebody taking care of their report when they're on vacation. And, and really when you're thoughtfully fit, it's both it's, it's internally, are you being mindful and intentional in how you're showing up? And then also in relationship with others, people are different and those differences can create conflict. They can create tension. And when you can just accept people for who they are and stay in that place of empathy and compassion and being thoughtful, you can work through those challenges and get to a place of, you know, a, a stronger relationship. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's great for romantic relationships too. I mean, are you married? <laughs> no, I'm divorced, but I'm looking, I'm dating. So I'll right. put that out there boldly. <laughs> Love it. Well, then, you know, I mean, in relationships, it can be really challenging, whether it's at work or at home. I mean, it's really, it can be very, very challenging. Um, I well, was like, yeah, go ahead. I was single for like 10 years after I got divorced. It was, it was a long time. Oh, yeah. I, I, I get it. It's I'm going on year seven for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that when you're, when you really are uh, in the coaching field, like we are, and you really understand the ins and outs of human behavior and the human psyche, uh, we tend to be very discerning about the people we want to be, you know, involved with intimately. So it's, it's, you know, it can be challenging to be in relationship with us, people like us who are really keen and clear and <laughs> discerning. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, um, Jennifer, that the, the thoughtfully fit model, we spent five years researching, doing a deep dive and it it finally came to life. It was a Saturday in March of 2016. And we had all these post-its up and all that. And it was like, yes, the model, the obstacles, the core. Um, and Monday, we hired the strategic planning consultant and the publicist to put it out into the world in a, in a big way. Um, and then three days later on Thursday, I got a call. It was actually the day before my 10-year wedding anniversary. Uh, from my neighbor who said, Darcy, what is going on at your house? I'm like, I don't know why. And she said, there are 40 or 50 police cars and a SWAT team and officers with guns. And they just took John out barefoot in handcuffs. What? I, I, what are you talking about? So my husband was arrested that day for sexual assault of a minor he had met online and he was, um, he was put in jail. He ultimately was convicted to 10 years in prison. And so I became ground zero to, to test drive thoughtfully fit because here I am. I had to hire my own attorney who said, don't talk to anybody about anything. I, I, I had to use this at the worst time in my life. I don't recommend it. Jennifer is the best go-to-market strategy, but it helped me to be able to navigate. Like that was a really, really critical, awful time of my life unbelievable i mean that is like i mean out of left field i mean unbelievable wow. it was out of left field exactly yes it, i was blindsided and how many years had you been married so we had it was it was the day he was arrested on saint patrick's day the day before our 10-year wedding anniversary yeah I mean, that's, I mean i can't even imagine wow you are so strong you're really the um epitome of resilience aren't you well i wasn't then but I, um, I mean, at that point, I was in shock. I was in survival mode. I was scared. My, my two young daughters, my husband stayed home full time with them while I ran the business. And so I was petrified that this was going to destroy them. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to run a business and be a single mom. I mean, John took care of everything on the home front. So on top of the, the emotions and the trauma, and like my thoughts were swirling. That's the other thing with thoughtfully fit is noticing your thoughts. And are they serving you or sabotaging you? I had a lot of thoughts that were sabotaging me. <laughs> so trying to navigate 
like just survival mode mm-hmm. with trying to figure out, do I shut down my business? How do I keep going? I mean, it, right. was, it, was, it was truly trying. Well, how many years ago was that? Um, so that was seven, six and a half years ago. Yeah. So you're, you're really probably just coming out of it, like in your nervous system. Um, so, so when you talk about workouts, like, are you, are they actually workouts or are they like physical fitness? So it's a metaphor. So I've been an athlete my whole life and I go to workouts, whether it's kickboxing or, or, you know, swimming, with thoughtfully fit and we just launched the gym this this spring the yeah. workouts are all for your mind they're workouts for it. your thoughts i thought so, so yeah. How, yeah how can you be pay attention and notice your thoughts and and be able to pause to think okay is this thought sabotaging me if it is don't act on it so right. yeah all of the, all of the workouts are for your mind for your relationships for your life I love that. And I know that for um, the yogic philosophies and all the theological things I've, I've studied over the last 30 years, that's always the first step is taking that look at yourself to be able to have the ability to see what's happening internally. And that is the most powerful way to make a shift in your life. So if you're listening to this and you're struggling with, I don't know, self-doubt, indecision, weight, if you're struggling with your career choice, your relationships, I mean, really, it is the most valuable thing. What you're describing is being able to take some distance and observe what the internal dialogue is, because that's running the show. It's running your tone of voice. It's running what you're attracting to you. It's running everything. It's really. Absolutely. And the, the, the great news is, you know, just like you can't get strong abs by doing 20 sit-ups once a month, but if you are consistent and you train and practice, not only your abs get stronger, you'll get less sore. All your movements will be easier in yep. the same way. Thoughtfully fit has a core. And you can train and practice and engage and strengthen your core to handle yourself thoughtfully. So it's three simple steps. You pause, think, and then act. So that pause kicks you off of autopilot. So you aren't reacting impulsively. So you aren't silently stewing. The think is where you can ask yourself some some questions to raise your awareness. What do I control here? What are my choices? Uh, Is this thought sabotaging me or serving me? And then you can act thoughtfully. And the more you do that, the easier it gets, the stronger you get, the less likely you are to have, you know, conflict and and, an injury, just like if you have a strong uh, physical core. Mm -hmm. It's really challenging to walk away and take some time to do that. Whether you are going to eat and you have like a compulsive eating disorder and you're just stuffing your emotions, you know, this, 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 what you're describing also solves that, right? Or if you have conflict, I have conflict frequently, <laughs> my partner. And oh my goodness, whenever I can only say that I, 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 when I take a break to think and to reflect, I can say a hundred percent of the time that that's the right thing to do, but it is so hard sometimes, right? When you're in the thick of it, especially. It is hard. It is because it requires you to be get off of autopilot and to be really present and raise your awareness to what's happening. And a lot of times we go unconscious and we go on autopilot. We get attacked. We have a default. Some people attack back. Some people shut down. Some people stonewall. Some people cry. This is all about getting off of autopilot so you can choose consciously, thoughtfully how you want to show up. Yeah. And, you know, I'm pretty good at it. I'm way better at it now than I was 20 years ago, but I'd say I still have about 20% of like, you know, fine tuning to do. 
Um, I used to fly off the handle when I was younger, you know, now I'm like, oh, that's really not ever going to work <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> like, what's the point in that? Um, <laughs> you tested that, didn't you? I've, I've tested a lot of things that I know don't work. <laughs> so I too, I'm really, really, really obsessed with exercise. I can say obsessed for myself. I'm, um, I can't even call it exercise. For me, it's like, I can't even think straight unless I exercise. If I, and it's funny, it's, it's hard for me to take a day off. And I know you as an athlete, that's like essential. Um, I'm not necessarily an athlete, but I've been told I train like an athlete, but I just love it. I just can't seem to get enough. It's just so fun and it's just so liberating. And so I love the name that you chose because it reminds me of that because right now I'm in a phase the last five years or so that I feel like my body um, is a much more honest messenger of what's happening. Like the things that are in my mind, I think actually start in my body and I can maybe, not maybe, but I can clear it faster through my body than going into an intellectual construct. Now I know for a lot of people that's kind of not accessible, but I'm curious if you have ever had an experience like that before. 100%, a absolutely. And it's all interconnected. And we, it's, it, when you take a holistic approach, you can't separate the two. I will, uh, if there's days when I'm just not behaving the way I want, I'm not very thoughtful, I'm impatient, I'm frustrated, my daughters will say, mom, do you want to maybe go for a bike ride? Uh, <laughs> my, <laughs> my daughter says, like, she says yoga, mom, let me go do some yoga. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm the babe, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And, and so for me, like with the, with the thoughtfully fit model, one of the six practices is stillness. And you even said it, you know, in order to be high performing physically as an athlete, you have to take rest days. Yeah. You, you know, any Olympic, any high performing athlete knows that you can't overtrain to get better. You would never lift arms two days in a row. Your muscles rebuild stronger on the rest days. And so it's the same way when you want to be thoughtfully fit, you have to take some time and space to quiet your mind. That doesn't mean you physically have to be still. So for me, one of the ways I access stillness is by doing yoga going for an open water swim, going for a bike ride, because I can't multitask. And so it really does quiet my mind. Yeah, especially swimming, because I feel like my sense of perception is disabled, the sense of sight, the sense of sound, sense of touch, not so much, but taste, right? So these three senses that tend to distract us are really disabled. And then I get to really like hone in. I really miss swimming. I haven't been swimming too much. There's a great pool that you know of probably um, at Pepperdine, um, but that's, I haven't been yet, but that's, I also have the ocean just down the street, but I was just going to say, yeah, you can just hop in the ocean anytime. I'm a little intimidated by the ocean out here. I'm an East coast girl, like at heart. So I'm still kind of warming up to it because it's very cold even in the summer. Understandably, Right, right. Yeah. Um, so how do you keep the balance? I mean, how old are your girls now? Uh, 15 and 16. Oh, great ages. I have a 17 year old. So really different time for them. And you've done a lot of heavy lifting this last uh, six or seven years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, you know, their world was rocked. They, they were, they, they, it was turned upside down. They had never gone to bed without their dad tucking them in. And all of a sudden he's ripped out of their life in a, in a moment. And, um, they, I will say now are resilient, mm. strong. I mean, we, we have, I, the first time I was in a county jail or a federal prison was 
in my 40s and 50s, they were before they were double digits, right? Before they were 10. We've gone many times to the prison, to the jail. They have a different level of understanding and empathy. They've forgiven their dad. They have, they have an inner strength. Um, they're sassy. Don't get me wrong. They're teenagers, but it's it's powerful to to watch them and 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 really help them navigate this as as I've had to work through it myself as well. I can only imagine. So single mom, entrepreneur, how do you do it all? How do you strike the balance? Now, it, it, there's there's times when I don't do it well and I don't balance it well. But I will say I'm I, I'm like you said 20 years ago you were not where you are. Same with me here now. And one of the things that I have learned, and it was hard for me, is that no is not a four letter word. That I if if I don't set really clear boundaries and focus my priorities, somebody else will. They'll fill the void. And so I, that's one of the things I've gotten really good at. Similar to you, my workouts go in my calendar first. That is essential. Mm-hmm. The, the the things that are most important, the priorities go in, go in first. And that's a lesson that took, I, I had to actually learn that the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I just want all the women who are listening and men uh, just to hear that, that, you know, no is an important part of our vocabulary and it's okay to say no, to prioritize yourself because everyone else loses uh, in the equation where you're not prioritizing your health. I mean, uh, we can't serve, we can't do anything if we don't take care of ourselves. It's true. I feel really selfish sometimes. And I feel a little bit like self-conscious now that I'm living with my boyfriend and he sees how much time I spend on my self-care. He's like, you know, we really should be holding workshops here, you know, for our neighbors and things like that. And I'm like, sure, absolutely. We can, but you know, this, but they're coming at like, you know, nine 30 or 10, not, not at sunrise when I'm doing my thing. And, and, you know, it's interesting. Like I'm having to set those boundaries uh, even now. So it never ends setting those boundaries because not everyone prioritizes it like we do. That's right. It, it never ends. And then also at different phases, I think there's a different, um, filter a different lens that's needed. So, so where I am now is different than where I was when the girls were eight and nine, when they're, when right. they had that, they right. were completely dependent on me. And it's different than where I was before my daughters were born. I'm like balance. I don't need balance. I'm all in. I love my job. I love work. I want to work more. I can't work enough. <laughs> so just really having the ability to give yourself permission to honor whatever life phase you're in right. and what balance is like for you at that phase. Yeah, because they're going to also probably be out in a couple of years, three years, you might be an empty nester. So that's right. Yeah, I, my daughter just left home like a, like a few weeks ago. And it's it's, it's definitely different. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's really different. But you know, um, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect timing. But it's, it's really different. Uh, prioritizing ourselves is key. And I am curious why triathlons because I'm thinking about starting to do them myself, but not so much for the competitive reason for the community. Um, but I'm curious about why, why you do them and why try hundred percent. Why I, so I was doing marathons and, and being going up for 20 mile runs and that just got old. I, I still run, but that, that got old. When I did my first triathlon in 1998, I was hooked the energy, the community, there's people out there of every size, every shape, every age, every gender, every color, coming together to be fit, to have fun, that to me is 
the best. So it, it is not about qualifying. It's not about winning. It's not about performing. Those are all bonus when that happens, when I perform well, when I win, when I when I do well. But for me, it's all about being fit and having a fun community to, to be able to, you know, keep on track with my goals. I love that. That's so great. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for it because there's a, this famous triathlon right here at the end of the hill. So I figure every year, at least I should do that one in October. <laughs> oh my gosh. And if you do it, I would love to hear how it goes. I think that's a great goal. Obviously you're fit. That's not going to be the problem. <laughs> well, I was thinking I should train for it. You know, like I don't, you know, I, I could probably, you know, I, I do need to train for it. I think, because I mean, if you're biking muscles are different than swimming muscles, which are different than running muscles. So, I mean, we, I, I think you do, you do need to train. Wouldn't you recommend I train for it? Absolutely. I do recommend it. And I think when you train, it's going to be more fun and it's going to be easier, right? Uh, whether it's a, a triathlon or or for your life, for tough relationships to be thoughtfully fit. <laughs> say no. Yeah. Train, 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 train all the time, but be clear yeah. and intentional about what you're training for, how you're training and, and, and the intentionality around it. Um, so do you have any, any background in, in like, um, Vedic sciences or anything like that yoga? Has that ever influenced you? Because some of these things you're saying really reflect some of that knowledge. I'm just curious. What was the first word you used? Like Vedic, you know, like, like Hindu and like, you know, the, the Indian, um, cultural and religion. Right. So, so my, my background is, is, is twofold. Um, one is I've got my master's in organization development. I'm a master certified coach. I love looking at, I'm certified in relationship organization, relationship systems coaching. Nice. So I've done a deep dive in the, 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 the human psychology, the organizational behavior of how people interact and how, how teams um, become high performing. Mm -hmm. And then I geared that and combine that with the love that I have for fitness, whether it is marathon yoga, cross country skiing, swimming, you know, it, it, when I, when I was younger, it was also, you know, I did some, some ball sports as well and how the psychology of sports and training and the mental aspect of being able to perform a lot of people i mean like you might want to do a triathlon might be able to do a triathlon but think oh i don't know it's so hard i've never done it it's scary you can absolutely do a triathlon no doubt so the, the psychology of it the combined combination of those two is really what is behind my my passion Mm, I love that. I love that. So a lot of women listening are um, looking to change their careers and they're feeling a little bit insecure about the environment that they're in and that we're heading into. There's a lot of ageism out there as well, even in your forties. Um, and just any advice that you have for them as they, they're looking for more fulfillment and they're looking for satisfaction. They're looking for success um, however that may look right. Success may not be monetary. Do you have any advice for, for them? Yes. And that's the first thing I think I would do is if, 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 if I was coaching someone in that place, and I'm just going to say they can do this on their own, identify what is success? What does success look like? Is it money? Is it more time? Is it balance? Is it some degree? What is that success? So that then you can identify the gap from where you are now to what it is you want. And then what are the plans and the actions to be able to close that gap, to be able to get there? 
Um, many times there, there, I find with clients that I have, there's, there's one of two things that get in the way. One is they haven't really taken the time to figure out and identify what brings them joy, fulfillment, success, what that looks like. So they're just going along and somebody calls and says, Hey, do you want to come and, you know, run this program or be this, do this job? And they're like, they want me. I mean, this was my life too. Oh my gosh, I should take it. They want without really thinking, how does that align with my vision, where I'm going, what do I want? And then the second is where people, and, and I'll say women, uh, have a vision and know what they want, but it feels like that's too big of a gap. Yes. So then create some benchmarks. What, what's the next step? Not, not, not the ultimate step, but just what's the next step. So just like if you decide you want to do the triathlon in October, okay, first think about, um, do I need, do I need a tri bike? Do I need a wetsuit? Right. Do I need new running shoes? Okay. That's maybe just the first step. Do I need to just register? Just right. taking a look. What is the next step? And once you hit that step, then it opens up for the next. And so when you take those bite-sized steps, you can then find the success. Yeah, I love it. So beautiful. And I think more information of this on your book. So tell us about your book, Thoughtfully Fit, your training plan for life and business. That book, that model, I was going to write the book on the model, the philosophy, how to be thoughtfully fit in your life. Then my life blew up and um, I was working with some consultants, some book writing consultants. And I said, gosh, this is really, this is a really good process because we wanted to pitch to get a traditional publisher. And I said, you know, in five or 10 or 20 years, I'm going to use the same process to write the memoir because thoughtfully fit helped me navigate John's arrest. Like everything that is in this model, I used firsthand. And they looked at each other and they're like, Darcy, that is this book. No, 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 no. This book is about the philosophy, the model, the six practices. Thirsty. That is this book. You need to tell your story on how you implemented them. So the book became a, a, a memoir, hybrid self-help leadership book. So Amazing. I outline the practices and then I share my story and how it worked in my life. Oh my gosh. Oh, great. So where can people pick up a copy of this book? Yeah. So Audible, Amazon, local booksellers, Barnes and Noble. You can also go to thoughtfullyfit.com. You can order the book there. There's also, if anybody's curious on what are those, you you said, Darcy, there's these six hurdles that get in the way and these six obstacles, you can take a free quiz, two or three minutes. It'll spit out your biggest hurdle, what gets in the way of your life and business success, and then some strategies to be able to overcome and start to train to clear that hurdle. Same Uh strategies. In the book, same strategies I use in my life and that I use with my my coaching clients. Amazing. Such value. Thank you so much. And I hope that everyone goes to thoughtfullyfit.com and takes that quiz so that they can start removing these blockages. I think we're at a time now on earth, you know, in our communities where we, we just, we can't stand for it any longer. It's intolerable. And that's why you see the healthcare system, the education system, financial system, all these systems are breaking down and being rebuilt. And our children are a big part of that rebuilding. I'm sure their opinions are very interesting about what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating. Well, I really yeah. appreciate you being on the show. Um, any last words of wisdom that you feel uh, you'd like to share? 
you know, I'll just leave your listeners and fans with a, a core workout, you know, so when you're done listening here and uh, you get that email that triggers you or your spouse walks in and starts to criticize you or you are about to say yes to a volunteer opportunity, just take a moment to pause and think, ask yourself some new questions, create some awareness and then act thoughtfully. You can start training immediately. I love that. It's we have so much power right here in our hands. It's all right here for us. Ah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. It's just wonderful to connect with someone who is so thoughtful, influential, and passionate about what you do. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.